With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Josh Wiggler here. And before we get into today's Star Wars Revenge of the Sith podcast, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, for this episode of Post Show Recaps. Those are our friends over at Geico. Do you want to rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it could be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. time to go in that galaxy far far away but no more time to spend other than this time we're spending right now on the prequels it's right the prequels are over it's the revenge of the sith live feedback special here on post show recaps live in the post show recaps patron discord i'm josh wiggler ready to have a good good time with my co-hosts this week on a long time to go. And first off, he's he's uh he I I don't know if he is master or apprentice when it comes to the Sith lordery, but he's definitely on uh he's definitely team Palpatine, I think pretty safe to say. Kevin Mahadeo. I, I don't think that's safe at all, Josh. In fact, one of the takes I wrote down was Emperor Palpatine sucks, full stop. No, he's the best character <laughs> wow. in the movie for sure. It's not even close. It's really not I even think, close. I think halfway through it, he's the best character in the movie, but we'll get there, I suppose. Nah, he's so great. He's so great. Uh, of course, Dude. that wow, that wow coming your, way. <laughs> coming your way from your friend and mine, the great Latanya Starks. Latanya, how's it going? You know, pimping ain't easy. But it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, that's what Palpatine says, too. Yeah, I'm just over here losing my voice a little bit, so I'm sipping on some tea while, while dropping some tea about this. Uh, I'm going to say you're going to spill some tea. Is yeah, I'm going to spill yeah. some tea <laughs> yeah. about this particular episode yeah. of The Wars in the Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the great Brendan Fitzpatrick is here watching along, talking with us live in the podcast, and he says, palping ain't easy. That's true. It's Bre- <laughs> palping it's ain't Brendan's, easy. It's the first official feedback <laughs> on the board. I, 
I always love how how Fitzy holds it down. He really he's always like you know smelling what I'm stepping in, and it's great. He knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up. This is what's up. In case you don't know what's up, we're talking one last time: Revenge of the Sith. Before all is said and done on our prequel coverage of a long time to go. And indeed, it has taken a long time to get here. We started this coverage back in January. Here we are in April. It, it It's as planned. I mean, a few fewer <laughs> podcasts, I think, than we had initially envisioned. Uh, I think initially it was like three a month. We've gotten to like two a month. March, we got one. Uh, but like the whole point of the podcast was much like sort of like the opening slow crawl of a star wars movie we've been slow crawling through star wars folks it's there in the title it's called a long time to go mm-hmm. you know we're not saying like oh we're binging it no we're like giving you like a month on a movie so this is the second revenge of the sith podcast we've done the great ben martell ben behind the curtain joined me for the recap of revenge of the sith just a couple of weeks ago and now this is phase two. This is we close the book. We do it with the assistance of Kevin and Latanya. Maybe some duel of debates. We do it with the assistance of some feedback from you listening to this live in the Discord. Patron perk. You get to watch and participate in a podcast as we're recording it live. Um, so that's what's up. We're talking Revenge of the Sith. The best of the prequels. That's the consensus. Whether or not that's the reality, I think it sounds like is something that we are going to uh, that we're going to be talking about uh, today. Mm. Uh, and I guess like the spoiler is, I just watched Kevin shake his head when I said the best <laughs> of the prequels, uh, and so I just I guess I'll just start there. It's like so it's not. So what is? I, I it wasn't so much a head shake as like just a twitch as I thought about it. It's really it's really tough. I honestly. I can safely say Attack of the Clones is not the best, in my opinion. Um, uh-huh. And I, oof, it's it's such a crapshoot for this movie. My my experiences with these movies are so interesting, and each of them are unique. Like my journey for each of these movies is unique in and of itself. Like the we talked about the first one, right? The Phantom Menace. Uh, we talked about, I, I saw that, you know, opening day. I was super excited. I walked out being like, this is great. And then like, you know, yippee! later, yeah, yippee! and then later on, I went back and was like, this is bad. And then Attack of the Clones was, this is bad. And then it stayed, this is bad. That hasn't changed. But then Revenge of the Sith is again, another unique one because Revenge of the Sith for me, I walked out. I remember in college when I saw this being like, this is great. That fight is awesome. And then at a certain point, I like really went down and was like, this is bad. And I feel like I've sort of come somewhere else in this one. I can't safely say I think it's the best, but it is stupid good. Like it's Uh so (laughs) dumb in parts and so bad in parts, but the dumbness is good and entertaining in parts of this. Uh, it's this is this is my ultimate review of this movie, and it's fortuitous that someone posted a gif earlier. And let me finish before anyone jumps in here. <laughs> okay, Kanye, S- calm down. Yeah, Star Wars: <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is the breaking dawn of the Star Wars <laughs> franchise. 
And I mean, he's both- back on his Twilight oh, I nonsense. I swear folks. to everything I mean, that is took, good and pure about the world. It, it took like five which minutes is, to do it, which, which is, is awesome. Not, this movie is not good and pure, but it is. It's both like Breaking Dawn Part One and Part Two, where the first half of this movie is boring and stupid and not good, but the second half, holy crap! Does it take a turn? Uh, Palpatine at that point goes full Michael Sheen. He is just, yeah. just, <laughs> and it's just like this, like over the topness. Could you think, the think part about doing that best. one more time? Like, could you? Could we just rewind the tape and just get yeah, that? That one was last fantastic. It's a one-time thing, just, uh, or maybe part really? way through again. That's it. Um, it's not a like, one-time thing. It yeah, won't be. We'll get him back. I'm we'll get him back. Some Palpatine stuff, but like that's sort of where this movie lands for me. In that, like. Half of it is terrible and half of it is kind of like disastrously magnificent. Um, but like because of that, it sort of cancels out. That's why I only watch Breaking Dawn Part 2 because that's a good one. Uh, but like, man, I, I, I but long the, the, the TLDR too late. I don't know <laughs> if this is the best. That actually might go to one. <laughs> so there we to are. To the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. It might go to the Phantom Menace. Yeah, we had uh, as we were as we were weighing this question, uh, Josh Lemer writes, "Is Revenge of the Sith the best prequel?" And then answers his own question with a gif of Darth Vader screaming, "No!" <laughs> Another big reason this one has, like I said, beautifully like a train wreck of magnificent proportions. Just that yes. scene. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Fitzy notes that Kevin chose violence tonight, <laughs> and Felipe wisely points out that Kevin always chooses violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as Latanya interacting in the chat yes. notes, Kevin's never not choosing violence. Which brings us, of course, to Latanya, because Latanya, your journey here is singular. Your journey here is unique. LT, you're discovering the prequels for the first time, and tonight. With with time to spare, I believe you are you are fresh off watching Obi Wan slice Anakin's arm and legs. So off fresh for the first time. <laughs> so fresh. I'm pretty sure that you just watched. I that. definitely did just watch it, and then I took a shower to just like <laughs> you know like <laughs> get all of the all the gunk away. Yeah, like you know, try yeah, not to think anymore about about that and now i'm gonna but you know now that i've gotten it out of my head i'm gonna talk about it on this podcast um yeah i remember when we did the recap ben and i were both just like fascinated with like how did he like what a move yeah, what? from obi-wan that move just like the slice like the art the move you know, that really looked just, like, like literally so other every other obi-wan move was somehow able to achieve that this time yeah so yeah that that's also a thing he warns him he says Anakin, don't. don't. I have the high ground. And he's been thinking about this for probably like a decade and change when he was when he had the low ground and Darth Maul didn't do anything about it when he jumped up and then reclaimed the high ground. And he's replayed that a thousand times. Like if I was Darth Maul, I would have chopped me in half as soon as I shot up. And why wouldn't he have done that? What an idiot. If I ever find myself in the high ground, I'm just going to chop off. Uh, the arm and legs of whoever's flying at yeah. me. But there's like he probably like had said this to Anakin a couple of times over the course of their time together, like just recounting the stories. Like, yeah, you want to know what happened to Qui Gon? Well, this happened, and then I was floating down, and I nearly fell down this 
nebulous shaft of nothingness. Uh, and like, if I could have done it, uh, like, if, I don't know why Darth Maul didn't just like attack me. He had the high ground. Interesting point. And then in like the heat of his anger, Anakin forgets the story. And Obi-Wan's like trying to tell me, he's like, no, don't do it. I've told you this story a thousand <laughs> times. I have the high ground. And Anakin's like, I'm still going to do it. He's, he's so, so obsessed. Dumb, he's so he's so taken aback and obsessed by the dark side. You know, he's ensorcelled, um, as he's, as he, Joanna he, Robinson would say. He's mad. <laughs> he's mad with um, with something. Also, just stupid. But that, like, that's my problem with like even this. I really hate this line because the whole high ground argument applies if you don't have magic superpowers, and even without the jump. It's not like he's dangling like Obi-Wan was and didn't have control of his arms to use the force or anything. There's a billion other things he could have done. It's just one of those other George Lucas's like, yeah, it's symmetry. Kevin, Star uh, Wars has to rhyme. It. I don't know why you don't know this by now. It's got to rhyme. I don't, think he, rhymes. I don't think he knows what rhyming is. And I also don't think he knows what tragedy <laughs> is because he talks about the tragedy of Dark Pelagius. And I wrote that down. I was like, is that really a tragedy? That's not really something super like tragedy like in its term of a story to that story you just told. George just uses words, man. I don't think he knows what they mean. He just writes them and hopes that they mean he something. He doesn't need to know That's what they right. mean. He's rich. It's fine. <laughs> um, Latanya, fresh off of watching yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi slice off Anakin's arm and legs because he had the high ground and he'd warned him. Yeah, and because Anakin sure. was being a little brat. He he definitely had warned him. We see him warn him, and I I bet they talked about this. I know I haven't seen all of Clone Wars, but I'm sure that there's an episode of Clone Wars. There's a thousand of them, and there's got to be the one where where he's like, "Did I ever tell you about the time that Darth Maul had the high ground, and he should have used it more wisely?" And I, what I'll do the next yeah, time, yeah. Anyway. Not just that. I'm sure um, in training, you know, they w- when they were doing their Jedi training. They had if you ever exercise. get the high ground, use this move. Exactly. You will slice off your opponent's legs and a single arm. <laughs> it's an amazing move. Latanya, fresh off of watching uh-huh. that, your reactions to Revenge of the Sith? It was definitely a movie. Um, was it? <laughs> that much I can say. Counterpoint. <laughs> there, there were some performances that were questionable. There was some some dialogue that was just like really good. <laughs> sure. Uh I yeah. was going to say really bad, but you know, um probably probably you're right cuz it's so bad that it kind of like goes around like and com- becomes good. Um it, it's just like, you know, hold me like you did that night on you know, insert planet here before there on were Naboo. on Naboo before there yeah. were any wars or councils. And it's like, lady, calm down. You are fully <laughs> in the midst of an abusive relationship right now. What's happening? What about yeah. it's because I'm so in love. No, no. It's because I'm so in love with you. That is some yeah. Mortal Kombat dialogue right there. That is some just like, I don't will destroy say, look, you. We don't know. Mortal Kombat <laughs> no, I mean great. destroy you. It's like, ooh, you know? good counter. Yeah, and I don't want to hear you. Like, are you making fun of like the original Mortal Kombat, the nineteen nineties one? Because that movie's great. Making fun of it? No, that movie's amazing. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that just, movie's it, way better. It's than fantastic. This. Um, I yeah. don't. I don't know that I think that this is the best of the three. Even though that is what I was told going into all of this. 
I enjoyed one and two a lot more than I did this one, honestly. Uh, mostly because I believe we had one of those instances and we can reference this now because it's like the however many year anniversary, yada, yada. And they parallel, they parallel one another, but it was, um, the heel turn that Anakin takes for me needs to last more than just one movie for him. Sure. Yeah. Of course. One scene. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, it's so like immediate. I, Oh, like, I, it's so bad how quick it happens. And they tried to like do this thing at the beginning, but even then, like when Palpatine has his amazing line, when Anakin's there with Dooku with the two lightsabers, and Palpatine's just like, do it, do it. Yeah. Like, Anakin's just like, I want to. Okay. And then just does, like, does it. There's no <laughs> Wait, emotion. It's, like, There's nothing it's against the code of the Jedi. There. We should take him in, but I want He's, to. He's bad. Like I, I, that's that's definitely something that I think affects this movie a lot. Is that Hayden Christensen's bad? He's he's not good. And he's not I, I as bad as as he's not as bad as I thought he was going to be. If that makes I any think, sense, I guess and that, he's that, not. That, as, I would love to know more. I would love to know more about that. I'd love to. I would hear. You, I would love to hear you expand upon that too. Well, explain okay. what you think you mean by that. <laughs> uh, here's what. Well, here's what I know. I mean by that, Kevin. I know. Uh, it was a reference. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Um, I, so. Fight. <laughs> do it. So. Do it. So. Do it. I, I expected Hayden Christensen to be as mopey in this, uh, episode as he was in episode two. And I didn't expect him. And I know that he was told that he had to bulk up in between movies in order to like, you know, play more of the like dashing man. Um, in this particular one who like takes the fall to the dark side. I, I guess I just expected him to be more whiny. I expected him to not be as broody as he was. And broody works a lot better for him than just out whining, but he reverts to being whiny at the end of the movie. I thought that Natalie Portman's performance and like, I love Natalie Portman so much and I hate saying this, but I thought she was terrible in this movie. Yeah, she's not good. But she's also probably like, Ugh, Yeah, I'm sure. I can't believe, like, she's like, I should be winning an Oscar. Exactly. What am I doing? I'm sure that she feels the same way about being in this movie as we feel about... I expect that. Her, about her correct. being in this movie, which is just like, well, yeah. why? And, like, don't. She's like, I shouldn't have done yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> like, no. You're in Harvard. Make better decisions. Yeah. Um, but it was good money. I'm sure it's great money. Presumably, yeah. Allegedly. You know? Um, but, yeah, I... So, I don't... I guess I expected him to be worse, Hayden Christensen to be a lot worse than what he was, and he was fine. He was fine. He did what yeah. needed to be done, even though it was hastily done. It happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the great, the great Xanalore himself, Jeff in the Discord, is posting a GIF of Natalie Portman from the incredible Natalie Portman. Rap, yeah, one of two SNL. that she from did SNL. for us for yep. SNL when she said, "When I was at Harvard, I smoked weed every day." That's, that's the that's lyric. I, you know, I, I I cheated every test. I do. I I don't think Natalie is that bad. She's bad, but like she's also not working with a lot, and I feel like she's doing the best she could. Like the scene again, half the movie is the part I like, and so like those are the parts that stick out to me the most. Like when they cut to her and she just has to burst out crying. 
it's a laughable moment because it's so overbrought. But, but like she's doing what she was asked for and like kind of she selling is. it as best as she could. I think the best example for me, uh, both why this movie's great but also terrible, is that Whoa, there's great's a big word. There's two oh, yeah. there's two scenes that I am glad this movie has given birth to because it lives on through TikTok and everything else. One is the, of course, the hello there. And then the General Kenobi, like it's everywhere and I love it. I'll watch those TikToks all day. And the other, of course, is the speech at the end. Also lives on TikTok everywhere. That speech is incredible where they go back and forth and like, especially Ewan's like line delivery where he's just like, your new empire and the whole like, my allegiance is a republic to democracy. Like that entire bit is great. And I think the speech, you mean like the, the confrontation, the confrontation between, between them. God. Right. And I think Wait, honestly, that's like a huge TikTok thing. Oh, it's huge. Like, really? there are, yeah, people like it's going back and forth using the audio and they put it to different things. Some people did it where it's Mario and Luigi. It's incredible. <laughs> it's all over TikTok. It is Literally one of my favorite no one understands on the kids these days. You know, yeah. so good. I'm happy for the kids today's days because they're doing great things with this movie. <laughs> but like that scene is to me you were supposed to be the chosen one <laughs> not even not even that part right like that's all the way at the end i'm just talking about that moment where natalie's coming out and like she's having that moment and yes the line annie you're breaking my heart is a bad line but i actually think natalie and ewan are selling the garbage really really well and they are acting circles around this fool and like he is his delivery is terrible and like they're they're at their, I think, top of the entire trilogy, uh, Ewan and Natalie are, and Hayden cannot Poor keep Hayden up. Christensen. And I Poor feel Hayden like Christensen's that, just getting he's dragged been, right he's now. Getting he's dragged. Problem because, and it, who does it go back to? George, because I'm convinced George cast Hayden, because if there's one thing Hayden can do, is that he can look broody. His brooding is top notch. He's very good at standing and looking at lava and feeling very upset about it. Like he's yeah. very good at that to part. Quote and that's my the only life, reason he, he was leans cast. great. He leans great. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he, but I mean, yeah. but none of those people that you just named can hold even the flicker of a candle to what Palpatine is doing in this movie. Oh, hundred percent. So like a, co-signed. He, he goes so, so co-signed. Nuts. But, like, that's a but that's what you need to do. Like you need to Star commit Wars. to the ridiculous. Yeah. If you get a script with these words, and you have already agreed right. to do it, then you need to go full ridiculous. Like you need to go, you know, as out as you possibly can. There's no subtlety involved in any of this stuff, right? There's nothing. There's just like times when people burst into tears, or you know, we we only get like the tiniest bit of character development based on hair and makeup. So you have to kind of go all out and give one of those like for the ages performances when the dialogue is this terrible or else everything you say falls, falls flat. And that's what happens for for me with everyone else in this movie, even Obi-Wan. I'm just like, you all are just saying words. You're like, there's no feeling behind any of this stuff until we get to the final battle with Obi-Wan and um and Darth Vader. There there's there's nothing there. We're dealing with a lot of nothing except for Palpatine. Yeah. Um Josh uh Josh Lemer writes in and says, 
Hayden's fine in every non-Star Wars movie. Legendarily acclaimed Oscar-winning actors are struggling in this movie and barely can get their characters across. (laughs) It's all George's fault. It is. Um, But even like Palpatine, I feel like that's the thing. Like halfway into this movie is where he goes full crazy. And no, first he's half, in it from the jump. What are you talking he about? Has only, he has only the two lines. And he's like, oh, kill my apprentice, please. Cool, do well, it. He's like, oh, this, only I that don't one. know, dude. It's only that one, do it. But he's like, also, every other time the whole, he's doing like normal delivery more Kevin, or less. the whole time during the fight, he's like, get him, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's dark. It's sick. It's like really gross. Uh, he's like, uh, ooh, good, do it. Like, it's weird. And then, like, he's doing, like, the, like, the, the Sorkinian, like, walk and talks <laughs> with Anakin. And he's like, you know, you're just the absolute best, Anakin. Like, your, it's your hair, it's your power, it's the way you walk, your posture is quite good. good like, good. he's just like, go- he's going for it. Like, especially because, you know, this is the movie where he's going to pop off. Uh, and then, like, when you know that he pops off and you've seen the whole movie, I feel like, I don't know, I think that maybe it's a matter of just, like, I need something to be working for me really well. And so, like, I I put all of my my chips on on Palpatine. Yeah. On, on, uh, on this terrible man well, named Sheev. Well, I guess if you put, put all your <laughs> chips, you have to, like, ride or die with it or else you're in trouble psychologically. But, yeah. like, I just, I think the other problem is also... Pal- the, that and even it like yeah he has his moments there um and when he makes that ridiculous sound when he jumps to the jedi like all that stuff is amusing but most of the time and i think this goes back to when i say like palpatine sucks i don't even mean like him the actor's great he's doing his stuff but like the character sucks like the entire beginning of the movie with his speeches <laughs> it's what i hate about that character he just walks around and says stuff so much where it's like even in the in the new one or in the original where it's just like strike me down i will become more powerful did you just make that up that makes no sense, dude. Like, he just says stuff. And it's, like, really crappy. And especially because this character, I guess, prolongs itself all the way throughout Star Wars history. It just makes uh-huh. it more grating to me now. Yeah. And I feel like that's also come back around to it, unfortunately. Because, like, knowing that this, for whatever reason, this character who somehow convinces... I mean, not somehow. Everyone else is a moron. That's how he does it. <laughs> and able to convince every idiot in the room to, like, listen to him. And Anakin, who is just... Again, also just stupid to like follow along with his stuff. It's crazy because it's all yeah. badly written. So it loses its power because the writing is so bad and things just happen it's so quickly. Yeah. That's one of the first takes I have. Unlimited power. That's when he gets it. That like unlimited power. Like that stuff is It's so just so dumb. great when he's just like sort of just like. This like uh, overbathed, slimy, wrinkled thumb, and he's just like salivating, looking at Anakin with the good, good. It's just like the grossest thing, and I don't know. It feels like something that's out of like a a really like gross eighties horror show. Yeah, and and uh, someone slept with that dude. <laughs> yes you know i'll just leave it there but uh it happened yeah someone had a, yeah, had a rough is- night <laughs> yeah i don't even know why they did like it's so weird to be like well we got to show why he looks like that in the future and it's just like do we we could have just figured yeah. he got old he just, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that they had to explain Con- consequences of evil. that way i do think that the thing that that is is wild to me is that like 
I don't know. I mean, like, I, I guess I get the temptation that, like, these movies rhyme. So, like, <laughs> when you go to episode nine, like, you do want to find a thing that was there in episode six, I guess. And so Palpatine was there. But then you go back to episode three and you're like, all right, well, episode six maybe isn't like the best Star Wars movie, but a lot of people certainly really, really love it. And I know, Kevin, I believe it's your favorite. It's mine. Uh, Uh, And it's like, all right, so there's there's just so much to mine from there. That's great. But I guess like if I want episode nine to rhyme, I got to look back at episode three and what's there here. And like, you're just like, glazed over and you like fall asleep on watch number one if you're jj and you're like oh shit i fell asleep all right i gotta do it again and you fall asleep on watches two three and four and then on five you're awake and you're like the only thing keeping me awake is sheave look at this guy he's so gross he's just so going for his it name's and, like, sheave. I, sheave his name's sheave and he still convinces a, room, a senate room looking like that like yes just make me emperor please you know, so it's like, I guess you're like, well, what am I taking from this? If I want it to rhyme, George said, I got to do it. You don't, uh, though. Just because someone tells you to do something doesn't mean you have to do it, Josh. Or you can but just like, name. Not, I don't know that I'm blaming episode three because, like, what? Because Palpatine's, like, the only one that's, like, really doing it. If you it really want to make it rhyme and you want to bring back all of that, like, Palps energy, then just pretend he had a long lost twin brother named Sleeve. And like mm-hmm. he was the one who was responsible. Steve is right there. Steve Palpatine. Steve Palpatine. God, I would watch that series. Just his brother Steve. Coming to Disney Plus, Steve Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just his adventures. But this rhyming thing, and this is this is sort of where, and this is the bigger, I think, issue with these prequels, is that I think doing prequels like this and relying on like hair let's tell the story of darth vader I, I it was in my opinion a mistake because it's a story we didn't necessarily need and linking unfortunately into the future trilogy the most recent one in the same way to this past to just this is the only thing that matters in a literal galaxy you built an entire galaxy and you've chosen to just focus in on essentially just one tiny tiny piece of it and that's all that matters is crazy. They could have. Ex- there's so much out there that could expand, and I think that's where the Mandalorian succeeds because it's not, uh, you know, until relatively recently, uh, so connected to all the other stuff. And to do like the prequels to be like, oh yes, this is the Palpatine thing, and we have to make it all rhyme. And it's just like you don't though. You have an entire galaxy you built. There's so many stories you could tell. There's so many places you could go. And to do this to to overemphasize these characters and give into these backstories and to actually like really downgrade a lot of these characters in the mythos like sucks. And that's what the prequels ultimately <laughs> ended up doing. Cause even Palpatine again, like knowing this is how he got He's the power. So good. I'm not like, going to hear this slander. This is crazy to me. Again, there's, uh, a like, there's so much the that's actor. wrong with revenge of the Sith. And there's so much that's wrong with the Palpatine, uh, with the Palpatine. There's so much Freudian slip. What are you doing to me? Get out of my head, Kevin, with your mind. Stop trick. it, Kevin. Uh, Stop it. There's so much. So much wrong, and we're spending time like bagging on Sheeve. I'm not doing. Yeah, it. <laughs> there there are lots of takes. There are lots and lots of takes that we could get into about this movie. Like the take of like Sheeve's not nah. He's the only one. He's the only one uh, doing anything. And earning like, his McGregor's paycheck. beautiful. He's sure. beautiful, and he just he looks the part as Obi Wan. And I'm psyched to see what they do with a TV show with yeah. Kevin. Like that's great. Except maybe for the, with um, some actual dialogue, you know, um, that people say. In real yeah. life, maybe Hayden will actually am, have things that interested. will be good, as opposed to I hate you. Like, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested to see. Holy crap, that read was bad. <laughs> I'm interested. 
I want to know. I want to know what happens when you bring uh, Hayden Christensen back. Like, what is this going to look like? Is it flashbacks? Yeah. Or is he like, is he just walking around as Darth? Like, what's their plan? All here? I know is that he I hates him. Know. Yep. I hate you. He hates I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. I mean, has anyone ever done uh, a video that re-edits that scene to Romstein's Do Host? Oh my god, because that's what it means. I hope someone did. I think it'd be good. I'd like to watch it. I think it'd be great. Um, wow, I did not LT, think that would come in to this podcast. Fresh spicy takes okay. on Revenge of the Sith. Fresh spicy takes. Um, isn't the entire purpose of the Jedi that they can sense things? They're not good at this. They're not good at anything. What what are they even doing? Okay, so if I'm going to go ahead and read out the actual take that I wrote down, that means I have to find it first. We're going to get there, I promise. Okay, so the, the Jedi apparently just can't sense evil in their midst. Yeah. Just slowly and surely building up power because there's three years in between these movies, right? I think it's something like that. I'm sure that there's a better answer that I don't. I believe it's three years. I try not to say anything unless I'm, unless I've, yeah. yeah. So Brendan Fitzpatrick verifies. Thank you. Thanks Fitzy. So am I missing something here? Like (laughs) how could there possibly be an entire Jedi council in the same area? This is this. Yeah. Where this man is. And they're just like, oh, he's, we'll just like keep a look, like, yo, we'll just later when he's already become a clear problem and he's on the verge of a complete and total dictatorship, we will send Mace Windu and two of his (laughs) like least known sidekicks to try to apprehend this guy and it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. All right, Mace, democracy is about to collapse. We're really going to need to swoop in. Bring Dr- bring Jim and Trevor. Right. Uh, yeah, Jim and Trevor you know? are going to be great. And we're just not going to notice, other than that, we're just not going to notice a damn thing that happens, right? They're not being relevant or useful or effective in any way. They didn't notice the coup that was being undertaken by one of the most evil men in history right under they, their own noses. And they're so like hampered by the fact that there's supposed to be a Jedi way and we have to stick to the codes and the rules and ceremony and all this stuff. Totally implausible when you put it that they cannot see the forest for the trees. Like, yes, upon allowing Anakin a seat on the council, which he completely like bitched and complained about like a child, which we can talk about later. Um, they ask him to spy on Palpatine unknowing that he's like a double agent and already a Palpatine loyalist essentially at this point. But like, how do they not know that also? There are just so many links in the chain of causation here that all of these very smart, very, they're always like, search your feelings, search your feelings and figure out that Sheev is up to no good. Here's (laughs) hint number one. His name's Sheev. It's, it's, you know, it's not unlike Space Jam. Uh, and what happens I'm in Space Jam immediately. It's not unlike what happens in Space Jam. Um the the aliens from like the trash planet come to Earth and sap the powers of several incredible professional basketball players uh, and become the monsters. 
Uh-huh. And they are still no match for one Michael Jordan. Well, obviously. Uh, and that's what's happening here is like the Jedi are great. The Jedi are, are you know, they're, 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 you know, they do lightsaber stuff really well. <laughs> they they? Use the force. <laughs> they, they can. They They've can. They've been known and Sheeve, to. And Sheev is the Michael Jordan. I, I mean, and he can't be stopped. And Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader is Bill Murray. But it's so. And he shows up and he's, t- he takes it over the it's line. It's so boring in how it's all done. Like the, these movies. The prequels just especially. Just want to shout out Deidre, who rightfully notes that Josh is such a professional movie and TV <laughs> critic. referencing Space Jam. Um, but, like, yeah. th- these movies, the prequels, like, ruined the Jedi on so many levels. Like, everything Latanya said there applies. It's just their, their complete obliviousness, their failure to actually do anything that seems reasonable or within their power. And also, I mean, this goes back to the fighting, but again... Like, I just really hate how they move. They're like, they're cartoon characters. They move like mannequins on strings versus especially now that we've gotten stuff like Rogue One and especially now that we've gotten stuff like The Mandalorian. Like, there, and, and yes, the, 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 the new trilogy, the way those Jedi's move, the way they use the force is so much more effective and seems so much more powerful and like intimidating versus like you have the, Four Jedi walk in the room and it's just like, well, how do we show Chief Palpatine's good? I don't know. Turn him into a cartoon and have him spin at them in a circle and he'll kill two of them immediately. Just yeah, like, he's okay. very good. He's been holding back. It's a he's waste. Been- like, you, especially yeah. with this stuff, like you're building up to this moment and, and like Darth Vader as a character, you're building up to this character who becomes this dark lord of the Sith. And what do you eventually have him do? He murders children. That's basically it. And it's just like, that's insane. That's the direction they went with this character. <laughs> he should have become, like, have him have the fight with, like, the first fight with Obi-Wan early on, where Obi-Wan wins, and he gets turned into Darth Vader halfway into this movie. He walks around as Darth Vader the rest of the movie, and, like, has to kill the other Jedi under the Order of Palpatine. Not have Order oh, yeah. 66, which is stupid, where you have the oh, Jedi well, we, get you know, yanked in the back like chumps. Yeah. And then you can yeah. have the final fight where Obi-Wan loses against Vader and has to get out of there. That's what the story could have been, and it could have been cooler, because you could have made Darth Vader the, like, intimidating force we see in the future versus what we see him as here. But if it's the, all just if that's the case, decisions. If that's the case, then Sheev can't say, execute Order 66. And then oh we never God. get that. <laughs> you know? Get it, because yeah. it's one letter away from the other six. It feels evil. They should have gone all the way, I think. <laughs> I think they should have gone the full the full way with the oh, no, six six six. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I have heard someone say that sixty six, and I don't know if this is this is the real reason, but I saw that someone say it's sixty six because the sixth <laughs> letter of the alphabet is F, so it's order F F for friendly fire. Oh wow! Oh. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. I think uh. someone made that up as a way of compensating for something stupid. Uh, but... I prefer it as it's F F. Yeah. farewell, friends. Farewell, friends. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? Also, can we talk Damn about friends. that one, the, like, the sexism in the one female Jedi is the one who gets outright shot in the back, not even seeing it coming. And then they kept firing at her when she's on the floor. The other one, um, um, uh, Mundi, they shot him, they shot him. And then when he landed on the floor, they're like, all right, stop shooting. For whatever reason, the one female Jedi just gets blasted over and over again when she's down. And I was like, that seems excessive. Nah, that's just what happens. Jedi. You got to yeah. do it. You got to do oh, it. Yeah. There's no, there's no choice <laughs> other than that. That's yeah. the only other female character in this movie, right? You don't need any other female characters. Yeah, the two. So the quote is yeah. filled. We're good. I, I just, uh, I, I 
have a whole thing prepared about about Padme. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll, yeah, what are really? we getting to? Oh, we're here. I, I We're just here. talked about, a whole lot, I so I didn't want to be wanna... here for five hours talking about Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So just get it out now, Latanya. If you've got a take, don't save anything for the way back. Okay, fine, fine. I'll do it right now. All right. So I believe that. Padme and Anakin are in hallmarks, have all the hallmarks of an abusive relationship, right? So they have this secret marriage. Um, and in fact, their whole life together is a secret. Padme mostly stays at their home alone, only with visits, it seems, from droids and Obi-Wan and Anakin. And whenever Anakin uh, finds out that Obi-Wan has visited, he's like, what to do? What? Why? Why? What are you doing? So that's kind of like textbook isolation, even though it can be order like argue that, oh, of course, they're doing this uh, because, you know, she's pregnant and they don't want people to find out that she's pregnant. And <laughs> just the look on Anakin's face when she tells him that she's pregnant was very much. Can we get Jerry Springer yeah. in here real quick to do a DNA yeah, test? His first reaction's not it's, good. His first reaction's like, oh, yeah. shit. It's just like, oh, oh, no, no one told me that part of the birds and or bees. Oh, no. So, yeah. So there's that part that's like textbooks, um, you know, isolationism. Then um, Padme is just kind of secluded this whole time in this hut in the middle of the sky. Does she ever talk to people? The, you know, I guess we see her at one Senate meeting, so she's allowed <clears throat> to go and do that. But other than that, she's just kind of her whole life revolves around this man who is becoming increasingly obsessed with both her and keeping her safe. And it's that kind right. of like, I'm obsessed with keeping a woman safe trope, that, you know, and then keeping them inside to make sure. Stay in the penthouse. Exactly. To never, make sure that nothing leave. happens and don't talk to anyone else. And then. Pretty bird. You know, pretty bird. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then by the end, he straight up force chokes his pregnant wife until she yeah, passes out. Yeah, he does that. And, and that's after she's just like, I'm just here to save you. I've come on a mission against the advice of the only people I am allowed to speak to. Yeah. Droids. <laughs> and I've, <laughs> and I've come to save you from yourself. The only people I'm allowed to talk to are literal robots. robots. One of whom can't talk back yeah, to me. Yeah, they're robots. Or at least I can't can understand beep. him. Um, yeah. And one of them is going to have his memory wiped at any moment. So he probably will just forget me. Um, yeah, it's just like she's being actively fridged throughout the entirety of this movie until she actually does die and then is completely fridged. Well, she for, has nothing to live for. Certainly oh, yeah, right. She's she lost. She dies in the very, like, the most medical opinion I've ever heard from a doctor. She's lost the will, will to live. Yep. The what? She, she literally dies of a broken heart because, again, George thinks that's somehow poetic. Um, yeah, it's, it's dumb. She got sad. As Ted notes, she died of sadness. Again, <laughs> nothing to live for. Certainly not the two kids she just No, no, and named, yeah. you know? Yeah, re- real quick, gotta get these out. Just like, please, I, I, I've lost the will to live, except to say the names of these children. And again, you're breaking my heart. Oh my gosh. Like, is it, is it really, is it, is it really possible that I am today years old, April 20th, 
Oh my god! Twenty twenty one. Are you, are you saying you didn't realize she died of a broken PM. heart? No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. It might be worse. Oh, am I only just now today? 9.56 p.m. on the East Coast, April 20th, 2021, as I'm recording these words, realizing that George Lucas named Luke Luke Skywalker because his last name is Lucas. Yeah, I think you are. Wow. <sighs> I didn't even think about that. Anyway, it's been great. I've had a good time here. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, that's awful. I that's, hate that. That's Thanks, disqualifying. You shouldn't listen to anything else that I have to say. It's okay. I- this is I, it's, no, it's fine. I fully, di- it, I fully didn't know what the meaning of the song "Crash Into Me" meant until I was a, a junior in college. Do you want to take some time to explain that? No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that you know yeah. things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think okay. So I feel like I. <laughs> right, get- this didn't occur to Jeff either. So Jeff is is is. Uh, Meanwhile, Josh is like, oh, people realize that 1977. All right, well, cool. Good good for good all you smart for people. Them. Um, I, I, <laughs> I think, Latonya, you, you, you provide some interesting points, but for me, that just very much feels like Order 66 meaning friendly fire. Like, I think you have a lot of stuff that makes sense there, but that's not the way it was written or meant to be construed very clearly, I think, from just a dialogue and Lucas Lucasing. Um, I feel like very much it meant they wanted it to be like, this tragedy because they were in love and she's pregnant and his fear about the death. And for all we know, he was nervous about the pregnancy because he had those nightmares already, right? Like, oh, she's going to die in pregnancy. Oh, of course. Yeah, there, um, you can you can definitely rationalize it, rationalize yeah. it. But that doesn't but, mean that none of those things happen. Well, I mean, it's it, it's it didn't happen in the sense of just like we're we're putting stuff in that wasn't written to be that way. And like, I get it. And I, I, I totally see that interpretation and i'm not trying to be like uh, you know pad Padme put herself in the no i just think that lucas as a bad writer thought he was writing some sort of like love story tragedy uh, and my point and is, is that it ended up and my point is that we need to get away from from the idea that these types of quote-unquote love story tragedies are acceptable Oh, because they're they're yeah. not they're 100 percent agree they're not they're abusive relationships that end up in a in in this instance was just a movie long fridging of a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. Agree. The, 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 but what are they supposed to do? She's not in the sequels, there's right? A million so you ways you could have done there. this. Though. You could have done no, literally anything else. <laughs> literally <laughs> so anything else except keeping her in a confinement essentially for the entirety of their relationship. Like she was the one who went into hiding when they got a relationship. Uh, Anakin's running around like you know fighting and saving the galaxy and she's just kind of sitting at home and being like oh my Annie I wonder if he'll ever come back oh my Annie yeah yeah Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The biggest problem is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> and and I say this as the Phantom Menace is the one that I love the most. And I've talked about this obsessively, exhaustively. And this is the original. Uh, this is the first movie, right? Yeah, Phantom Menace. Yeah, you know, the Phantom Menace episode one, that's that's sort of like patient zero for this stuff because like like obviously above that is like the George Lucas uh, of it all. Um, But the Phantom Menace is like it's so wholly his vision. There's so many expectations on it. It comes out. It's rightly panned, right? Like it's it's, you know, uh, by like we as like human beings with sense and taste as a culture are like duty bound to drag it. And uh, George Lucas, like, there's even, like, the famous clip of, like, maybe we went too far in certain points. So, like, the next two movies are spent, like, walking back some of, like, the misfires from the first one. For a long time, I've said that, like, The Phantom Menace is the least offensive of the movies in so far as, like, well, it doesn't really do anything that, uh, like, long-term damages things. But I think I've come around to believe that because it gets everything on such a bad foot... With like weak foundations of character, um, like strange like uh, circumstances, um, not like burning through story in an economical way, but just like uh, like throwing like cash on a bonfire with all of like the like the pod racing, which I know you know we've talked about, and like the duel of the fates, and having characters that like spending so much time on Qui Gon Jinn, who doesn't matter at all. Um, that by the time you get to episode two and so much stake was put in, um, so much stock was put into Jar Jar being like a successful character for George uh, Lucas's plans and it and it's not working. Uh, so like then like, okay, well, we can never do anything with that character again. And then with Padme, they're like, well, what do we do? We have nothing to do with her. I guess we're not going to yeah. do anything there. So it, it goes back to the fact that like, it started off on just like a really bad foot. There was just like, it, it was like stumbling and now the job was basically like, how do you land in such a way that maybe you don't break every single bone in your body? Mm. Is it, I mean, but that's that's like the Yoda. That's like that's like what Yoda does here. He fights Palpatine once, and then he means like, "Well, I lost. I guess I'm gonna exile myself forever." And it's just like you, you, that movie fumbled. Sure, you still have choices. There's still things you could have done. It's weird to think. Well, what do we do with Padme? I don't know. Nothing. Just like you have options, dude. There's a lot of things you could do. But like maybe that's why he decided to do that with Yoda, because that's all George knows how to do. Just I quit. I don't know. Just put it, just just write down words on paper, film it, and we'll see what happens. Like it's there's again so many choices, especially for this one, even with the stuff that they set up that they could have done here, and it still could have been good. Even if the foundation of the first movie was bad, there's still ways that they could have easily salvaged this one. Because it's the most obvious one. We know so much about what was supposed to happen. And they still deliver those reasonings in the worst possible way. And there are lots of movies, uh, like trilogies or multiple movie um, installments that start off not so great. And then they build and get better. So, yes, there are a lot of problems that are set up in the initial movie. But I feel like if someone, I mean, we talked about this before. 
if someone had been just like, hey, George, um, don't. I, I'm going to get fired for this for sure. And But like, don't but do what yes, you're doing. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Please. I was going to yeah. say Fast and Furious, Fitzy. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Fitz is, is pointing out the Fast and Furious as a, a franchise as an example, I think, LT, of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, Thank uh, you, Fitzy. Movies that have started like weekly and then... Um, I don't know. I guess I haven't watched. I'm even thinking about like the Captain America movies because my my favorite movie in the MCU is Winter Soldier, and I didn't think that the first Captain America movie was that great. I really like it. I mean, okay. Um, (laughs) Thor, Thor. Yes, Josh Lemer comes in says Thor. Thor, Oh, Thor. There you go. Unlimited they, power. They had two bad ones. Like, dude, just because the first movie wasn't good doesn't mean you have to write this third movie and have a robot that has bronchitis. Like, why? Why did you make that choice? Where there's a robot with bronchitis. Yeah, I'm like, the only one allowed to have bronchitis around here. <laughs> well, there's a robot with bronchitis. Grievous, man. Oh, he does have. Yeah. He, well, to call him a robot is fairly reductive, Kevin. And I yeah. don't know that he I would mean, appreciate uh, that. He's a sentient so being, bad. Kevin. Just he's like a cyborg. Come and on, that was another example where it was just like a buildup of a character that could have been cool. I, I, again, he's just really bad at doing this, and it's just like you have two seconds where it's just like, oh man, four <laughs> Here comes the part crazy. of the podcast where Kevin issues his general grievance. Yeah, the airing, uh, the airing of grievances. I, the airing of general grievance. Did you get it? Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> that. That gif is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tessa has just posted a great gif of uh, General Grievous with like a thousand <laughs> arms popping out of his body, twirling a, a a bunch of lightsabers. Some cool colors yeah. in the lightsabers. Something I've never really see, seen. That was like one some, of the cool parts of this movie. Burgundy is like was. enough colors that like Joseph would be jealous. Oh, Joseph would be jealous. Uh, <laughs> Grievous on the Technicolor yeah, lightsabers. Joseph would be mad. And he just flips all the lightsabers and blows himself it lasts up. It's two a really seconds. great gift. It was a cool moment where you have these four lightsabers, and then immediately one gets cut off, and you're like, oh, all right. Like, it's just, he, he wants to spend so much time on shitty dialogue that the cool action stuff just got left by the wayside, which is, again, insane for what this movie could have been. Yeah. Him killing younglings. Jesus. Uh, that's my favorite oh, part. Oh, What are we supposed to do? Oh, yeah. So you know how I like to do it. I like to do the line reads, right? Like the yippee off and stuff. This was the one that I wanted to do uh, was could everybody do their best version of Master Anakin? What are we supposed to do? Uh, I'd love everyone to do their best impression of, of, of that line read. Ooh. I wish there was uh, a visual. It's hard. Yeah, it is. The visual. Yeah. The best part of it is not just a line. It's when he pops the lightsaber and the kid steps oh, yeah. backwards. Yeah, I'll just do it because it's I, I my favorite. It. And I'll just take the I'll take the prize. Master Anakin, what are we supposed to do? Like, yeah, and then yeah, he pops, and he the, pops lightsaber, the lightsaber, and the kids like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. They apparently had, um, I believe they had Hayden Christensen or whomever was wielding this uh, lightsaber at this point, just kind of pop out of nowhere and go boo and scare the kids so they can get that is, reaction. Uh, well, Tiny, he's a next level actor. Oh, this, this kid, kid. Who reacts to it. This, yeah. this, I'm pretty this sure that's fantastic. someone's son. I think that's Lucas's kid. I, okay. I'm sure he's Good someone's one. son. You're right, Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone made that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a fantastic yeah. little actor. Down. Yeah. 
I just love that. Master Anakin. Master Anakin. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And then I just, and he pops the lightsaber and he's like, oh, kids, run. We got to go. It's like, oh, there's nowhere for you to go because you're on a sky planet. You have, you have the clone troopers shooting the actual adult Jedi's. And then you have him go murder children. Have the, the troopers go do this part. And have Anakin fighting the others. There's, again, so many choices. No, because we need to get him. We need to hate uh, Anakin, Anakin quickly. We, ha- we, we don't have enough reasons yet. I there, saw like, him acting him, in these movies. I hated him. It's fine. <laughs> mission was yeah, but him, him murdering all of those Tusken Raiders, nothing. Like, that was necessary. We didn't feel anything from that one. So we yeah, definitely... So, like, the quickest way to get you to hate someone, have them murder either children or a beloved animal. Yeah, um, it's because so, it's so bad. Because if you read one screenwriting book or if you watch one video on screenwriting, then you're good to go. And you should just yep. be given all of the money to write all your, your passion you project. You murder children. We know you're the best. Like, uh, like Edward, yeah. <laughs> shoot a gun at kids. There you go. Yeah, just empty a clip at kids. No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. W- Red card, no, X card. Yeah, no spoilers X for whatever that was. X card. Yeah. Spoilers, no spoilers. Um, I also, I, I, uh, now I'm just repeating takes from the podcast I did with Ben, but it is worth bringing up again just how great it is when uh, the stormtroopers or the clone troopers rather tell Jimmy Smith to like hightail it out of there. <laughs> They're like, get out of here, Jimmy Smith. And his response is, and so it is. So it is. <laughs> it's just my favorite. It's like, and so I need is. to be around for Rogue One. And so it is. <laughs> and so it is. I also Peace love out, Jimmy Smith was like, we'll take Leia. Uh, we'll take her here. What, what do you want to do with Luke? I don't know. Take him to the Skywalker range. Yeah. Whatever. This is out of here. Splitting them the up. I don't family? care. I shouldn't know. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> adopting a girl. That's not one of those. Get it out of here. Well, so this was something that Ben and I talked about, and I said we would bring this up on the the live feedback mm. show. So it's time, and I think I have the answer. But my very sincere question that's going to sound cheeky is, mm. is Darth Vader an idiot? Again. Is it canon? Is it just canon that Everyone Darth Vader's an idiot? Is an idiot? And I'm not just talking about like the prequel stuff. I'm I'm talking about also like in the original trilogy too. You know, like it's not that he's like doing stuff and like he's just like you know outsmarting the rebels. He's out muscling them and he's like mm-hmm. out uh, forcing them mm-hmm. uh, and like. Yeah, he knows bounty hunters, but like the bounty hunters are really the ones that do the work. It doesn't like you know you could be an idiot and have cool friends uh, or like accomplished friends. I think Darth Vader's canonically dumb. Yes, I mean I don't know if I agree with that. I think it, one, it's everyone's an idiot at best. But two, like the probably just the, like in life, the best reason in these movies, except Chief, uh, the best reasoning for it is just that like Palpatine's like yo, they're dead. Like she died. Kids, they're dead. You killed them. Sorry, sorry, bro. And he's just like, all right, I I guess they're dead. He'd have no reason to go back to Tatooine because he's just like, that place is just misery for me. Why would I ever return there? So he has no reason to assume that they're alive or to go to Tatooine for funsies. So like, (laughs) benefit of the doubt, that's why he doesn't do it. But it's still dumb. I mean, so like, yeah, I just, it's, uh, the dumb stuff about Darth Vader in this is everything Anakin does. Like, those are the dumb stuff, right? Yes, like, just he does so many dumb things. 
everyone in these movies, again, are really stupid compared to Sheev Palpatine because he's the only one who somehow has some semblance of intelligence, I suppose. Um, and they, they all fall for it very, very quickly. Mace Windu is just there just like, oh, man, you should keep an eye on him. I think he's evil. And it's just like, OK, cool. Um, hasn't he been grooming this kid the whole time? Yeah. Uh, and you want to put that kid in that position? Yep. Okay. Like, yeah. Again, it's, decisions. <laughs> it's also just like, so <clears throat> if if someone that you care about and trust who dies, getting this child to you, saying this person is supposed to help fulfill the ancient prophecy, right? Wouldn't you think that they would, like, give a couple more shits about this kid and, like, who he was being exposed to and, like, what type of stuff he was learning. I get that he's older now and that, you know, he's supposed to go out into the world and like make his own friends and make decisions based on what he was taught. But it seems like they would have way better tabs on him and making sure that he's not just getting brainwashed the entire way and groomed by Sheev. And no one's paying (laughs) attention. It's like no one is paying. Like, what are they doing? Just sitting around in that room and getting force high? What's happening in this movie? That'd be be a great scene, though. Force fumes? (laughs) Something. Fuming on the force, What does that look like? Yeah. Oh, these midichlorians. (laughs) Oh, my God. So many midichlorians. I just, I don't understand it. He he seems like very important stock to the (laughs) the Jedi. Fitzy you know? goes, meditate, I must. But meditate is in quotes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They uh, meditate a th- ton. Does that mean what I think it means? I don't know. Who knows? Spe- yeah. Speaking of that, though, to jump into to, to the Yoda of it all, uh, another thing where it's just like, I wish Yoda was better. And again, decisions, decisions, decisions. Like, the uh, Sheev Palpatine in the Yoda fight was great because, again, over the top in the best way possible. But then that fight, like, I wish that fight was just them throwing the Senate at each other. Like, that would have been interesting. Every time Yoda pops out with a lightsaber, and then also now Sheev has a lightsaber bouncing around like two, you know, cartoon characters. It's ridiculous. But when they got to the Senate, I was like, this could have been a cool fight. They, I wish they had more of this, where it's like these two, like, powerful Force users using the Force, throwing stuff at each other, catching lightning. Like, that's all cool stuff they should have done. Again... What Palpatine was, you could have had this force of force that is horrifying and terrifying versus like jumping, spinning around again, like mannequins on strings. It really loses mannequin Skywalker, the the power of any of it. Can we also examine what could possibly be the reason that Anakin at this point in his life is so malleable and like changeable about everything? Because this whole, I'm trying to protect Padme, I'm trying to protect my unborn child, doesn't know yet they're twins, thing, only gets this so far. I understand that he had those similar types of dreams with Shmi about his mom, and wasn't there to try to stop her death from happening, and therefore feels very, I'm sure, traumatized by that. Again, this seems like something that the Jedi would want to address immediately. Uh, when it happened, as opposed to just being like, oh, we'll just keep training him, everything will be fine. But like, what, there has to be more of a reason behind why Anakin wants this power than simply protecting Padme. 
Like there he is. has to actually just want the power. And I, and I think it would be okay for them to say that and not try to like give it this thin veneer of, of like, uh, nobility. I mean, the reason why it all happened is because the, the script dictated it. That, that's as far as they went for thought. Yeah, really I mean, it right. would be a short podcast, right? It's like, it's a bad script, guys. Yeah, but like, they, didn't, um, they didn't write it well. But they, no, they, I, they got it wrong. That would be, like, Latanya is right. Like, so many choices of what could have been interesting. But again, Lucas had this weird idea of writing what he thought was a Shakespearean tragedy between these characters. And so, like, he wanted to have the connection be towards, like, oh, he's trying to protect Padme. And, like, what they wanted, what he wanted was unfortunately <laughs> very, very poorly translated onto screen and like that could have been an interesting story if done right and i agree it could have been also good if he was just like oh man now that i've gotten a taste of power this is pretty good and just have him go that route like that would have also been good but it's just this this bad again like lucas is bad at everything like the directing is bad the writing is bad and like his in this one his overall concepting while interesting the execution is bad very very bad so yeah. so can can we talk about just like if we had two things that we could do differently? More Sheev. <laughs> okay. That's that's a completely acceptable answer, actually. More Sheev earlier in the trilogy. Um oh, just the more trilogy as a whole or this, just this movie? Not just the movie. I think I, I yeah, I think it I think your instincts are right here. Let's 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 do this, right? Because this is the final word on on the prequels. Next month when we when we come back, it's gonna be me and Fitzy and we're gonna talk some bad batch. That's canonically Ooh. where we're going next. That's the new show that's coming out. So I think Brendan and I we've said we're gonna do two podcasts on the bad batch and that's what's coming up in in may which means this is it this is the chance what would we have changed what would we have done differently let us let us warg like brandon stark into george lucas what's our like hodor moment like (laughs) what do we impact which doors do we hold which doors do we close i think this is great and i think everybody should get two i like this instinct i think this is great Great. Um, LT, do you have one that comes to mind for you? Like, is there like one, like, are there one or two things that you're like, flip the switches on these two things and so much changes for the better? Well, starting at the very beginning, it would be really nice if you could just change Anakin's age. Mm-hmm. Maybe make him older. Make younger. Oh. Oh, I mean, I guess, or older. younger. Yeah. Like, right now, he's in this weird. Are you an angel, like middle period, <laughs> yeah. where you know he still gets that? Brooklyn Zed's not going to like the idea of us uh, <laughs> changing anything about that Jake movie. Lloyd. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It may be my favorite movie of all three of these movies, if I'm being honest. Um, but I mean, his his age here seems pretty important because he's already touted as a little bit too old. So maybe younger is the way to go. He's touted as a little bit too old to train. Um, maybe he's more set in his ways than people have investigated. If that is even something that the Jedi do with their pupils and Padawans, who even knows? They probably just put him in a room to be, oh no, they do. They just put him in a room to be massacred by another one of the Jedi. But anyway, yeah, so have him be younger, um, have him be able to be molded a little bit more. And therefore, maybe he would not have 
instantly gotten the like gotten his clutches like she wouldn't have instantly gotten his clutches around him because he would have been so much younger when he came to train yeah. there. And that would have meant like a completely different like retcon of whatever his relationship would have been. And it wouldn't have been necessarily with Padme. I think they have yeah. Padme as a character because especially in that first movie, Padme is like a real badass and I like what she does in that movie. But maybe they're not supposed to be together because their the age difference is weird anyway. So making him younger would make it even more, more weird. Let's not lean into that part. So make yeah. him younger, be able to expand the types of extor- expand the types of stories that you can tell as a result of that. And like, you know, tell us this, this is the, the prequel trilogy where we're supposed to be learning more about lore. Give us anything about the Jedi and like why they're there, what they stand for, why they're trying to recruit and train new people, what this ancient prophecy is all about what it means in the context of Anakin. It's just like right now it's the the thing that they're giving us is nothing. It's like, go on girl, give us nothing. You know what I mean? We don't learn. I don't, I don't, I thought that I would come out of this knowing more about the Jedi, but all I know is that they like to sit around in robes in a circle and like, who doesn't, but that doesn't tell me anything about what their motivations are why their order is as long lasting as it is and why they're so powerful. And they could have explored all of this through the eyes of that kid. And then ultimately in the middle of the second movie started to give him the, um, the heel turn that we, that eventually get Darth Vader. But for this, it's one of those like Danny sitting on top of a dragon on top of, you know, uh, a tower and then like getting mad and then just going ham on people, you know? I was thinking as you were saying this, like kind of like refining like what I think my fix would be. And and I think it's it's not far off. Uh like the Anakin's age thing, I think is is pretty key. I think that another thing that's key for me is that like and this comes at the expense of something that's very celebrated, which is the Clone Wars, uh, you know, canonical television show. Um, mm. But I think that I think that these movies had to take place during the Clone Wars, and I mean that across like all three. Like this had to be like it, it's Star Wars, or you know, like the there need there needed to be like a clear organizing thing throughout all these movies, and like. You don't even get the Clone Wars until the very end of Attack of the Clones and the basically the very, you know, first half of Revenge of the Sith is, you know, where where it ends. I think like that needs to be the through line. I think that needs to be like the what's that's like the rebels versus the empire mm-hmm. uh, of the original trilogy trilogy to the to the prequels, I think. And I think you have Anakin as like uh an older teenager to potentially even a young man who is like an untrained force user. And that makes it even more dangerous. He's like so valuable to the cause. We need him. We've just discovered him, but he's so wildly unstable and untrained that this is dangerous. And therefore this like unstable element's going to become Darth Vader. I think like those are the fixes that I would make. And I think also like that way, like you stand a chance at having like an actual character with with Anakin. Josh Lemer notes a huge thing that would fix thing, make Anakin more like Han Solo, make him charming, have casual dialogue. Like I think like that helps a lot. 
And I think that that's maybe more possible if you start him as like sort of an adult who's been scrappy and has had a hard life. And like, we don't know what his deal is, but he's been able to like get by by doing like some like, you know, controversial force pushy things. And then like Obi-Wan's like, I think I could maybe rein him in. He's like a good guy and he's helpful. We're in the Clone Wars right now. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. He's pretty old. Uh, And like, then that actually makes sense as opposed to he's an eight year old. And you're like, wait, that's too old. Right. Uh, So I think, I I think some of these ideas that were like harder to sell, uh, maybe visually and narratively, like maybe pass a little bit better if you change the environment. And if you, if you change the character's age. I mean, I, I don't know for me, it, it, I definitely agree with LT on like the Jedi is a huge problem for me. And like, it's not even that we don't know enough about the Jedi. I just feel like even the stuff we got is stupid. And I like a full rework of like the Jedi themselves, especially considering where we end up and how we see what the Jedi are like in, in, in the future. Like that, be more in line with stuff like that. Have them not be this like council and the, the, the politics of it all. I think there's something that could be there about taking in this young kid, this uh, training this kid and the idea of like, oh, he's going to bring prophecies. There's a lot in there they could have played with and done a lot with. Um, the, the idea again, where it's just like, well, the Jedi can't have relationships. So that way we can create drama with Padme. Like all that stuff is so forced and stupid. And it's just like rework what the hell nonsense you thought to do with the Jedi. And that could have helped, I think, a lot. And, you know, a minor thing again. But like, like I said, like make him like turn him into Darth Vader sooner, man. Like get to that point quicker and have that be like a big moment. Cause right now I just, so the whole point of this was to show this character's journey and story and then to have it end up here the way it did is ultimately the failure of what you set out to do and so i think having him become having him make the turn quicker having him become that character that we see sooner can again emphasize what we kind of saw him as like set up the new or the original trilogy in a way that connects really well this is sort of, I mean, you know, a big problem for me, as I mentioned, is that I really liked a character of Darth Vader. And the for the longest time, this is where I was left with. This is what I had is like the last image I had with Darth Vader is this no like thing. right? Like, and it's just like <laughs> right. that sucks. And it's not even just like the like there's just something to make the character intimidate to connect him to what we saw. And that's why, like the two things I am so so thankful for in existence is one rogue one because like that was like oh yes that guy that's that's the one where like when he shows up you're like oh god we gotta go um like and the other one that i think did it also also excellently well is uh jet the 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 video game fallen order um that that like there's a scene in there and it's just like holy shit like, it is a moment where you're just like, right, that's awesome. That's the character that, like, people freak out about versus this one who's, like, there on fire screaming, I hate you, like, in lava. And <laughs> it's just, like, things like that to set up to, like, what you led to. And I think they've been doing the new stuff, you know, have been doing really well in, like, I think course correcting a lot of that stuff. Like, obviously, the Osaka scene and, like, the, um, the, 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 the big scene at the end of Mando season two, like, those are, like, moments of like, oh yes, that that's the Jedi that we can come to understand. Where it's more like samurai, it's more like these these people who show up with a clear purpose and like knowledge, and you're just like, ah, yeah, we should listen to these guys. Versus just we sit around and we just 
say vague things and still are super ineffective at, at everything we do. Because it's one thing where even Chief Palpatine is just like, oh, he's so powerful. But like a bunch of robots also massacred half of them in Attack of the Clones. Just across the board, the Jedi in the prequels suck. They're not good at nothing, like anything, it yeah. feels yeah. like, which is unfortunate. Um, especially when you, again, you get cool stuff. You get you get Rogue One where you have a character who may be force sensitive and is like sort of a Jedi. Um, and it's awesome. Like that character is really cool. You know, like there's all this stuff that they do. And I'm glad they course correct once Lucas seems to be gone uh, because other people can have a bit of a say and people can challenge certain notions, I guess, of how to take the story. Maybe that's my big thing. Get rid of Lucas. That's that's my that's my big change. <laughs> well, get rid of Lucas, happens, and it would have so. fixed a lot. That did, yeah, that did, it did happen. happen that did happen. Arguable results, which we will yeah. never you discuss. Know, uh, maybe someday. You know, uh, it sounds like I've got more time to podcast coming up here pretty soon. So uh, <laughs> we could we could get there. Um, but I think I I think look uh, the prequels they're not beloved. They're not very good. I think that there is something of like a reevaluation of the prequels that's happening. Um, we've gone back, we've watched them. I've had I've had highs and lows with with the watch through of the prequels. I think doing it slowly has been interesting. Uh, like it gives you time to like chew on it. You watch it, you have your immediate reaction. You chew on it a little more. It either sours or certain aspects of it turn a little sweeter. Uh, it's been fun. I've I've definitely enjoyed going back to watch them. I uh, don't anticipate watching the prequels again for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be a long time to go before <laughs> I watch any one of these three movies again. It's just except for like maybe to like grab like uh, I don't know like screen grabs for purposes. I mean gifts, right? Like this third movies. one especially has like gifts of the walls. Oh, very awesome. memeable. They're memeable. Yeah. And yeah. I do, and I was talking with Ben about this too. Like I do appreciate the meme worthy qualities of uh you know because you know whatever. Life is short. You know, we're we're okay as a, or maybe we're not, but it's not because of Star Wars. Life is short, know, we're okay. <laughs> maybe we're not. Uh you know, I I feel like if I've got like some funny Star Wars gifts out of it, like I'll sleep at night, that's fine. Uh it would be great if they were better. It'd be great if they were better. Uh but speaking of better, like we're moving on to better Star Wars stuff. And also like some things that like I don't I either don't know well or I don't know at all. Like Bad Batch, I know I've got to watch a bunch of Clone Wars episodes to get prepared for. Mm. Think it's really there's like a literal batch of episodes at the start of the final season. Like, I think you could watch those and you're pretty much set. Um, I'm excited to check out uh, Solo for the first time. I've never seen it. That'll be an interesting discussion. Yeah. I never watched it. I've never, I've never seen it. So that's fun for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to finding out. I like Solo. I think it suffers from the minor quibbles I have with the prequel where it's just like, all the little things you like are going to be explained and references will be made and we're going to wink, wink a lot. And I'm just like, okay, I wish you could have just told me a Han Solo story, but that's fine. Well, too. I'm curious about like the production history and like, can you, can you see the trouble on screen? Like, I don't know. I haven't, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it. I have no idea, uh, but I'm looking forward to checking it out. You know, I want to see uh flag smasher Carly's origin story. Mm-hmm. I know she's there. The like there's missed. stuff that I want to check out. You know, like I want to, yeah, I want to see, I want to see that stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that we're going to do that in June. Yeah. And Phoebe uh, Waller and I, Bridge playing the droid yep. is fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah. 
And then I believe July is going to be Rogue is One. It, is it going? I think right. is. It, I don't know. I don't know if that's Rogue One or if that's Rebels. Mm. I don't remember mm. which canonically comes first. But those will be July and August. So like we're in an interesting period of time right now where I'm really excited because even more than Clone Wars, I really want to watch Rebels. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that greatly. Uh, and I have only watched Rogue One the one time. Uh, I've never seen uh, seen Rogue One more than Neither once. Neither have I. Uh, I've seen so like, it twice, three times maybe at this point. You know, this is like this was like a reevaluation of a thing that I had seen a lot, uh, and you know, don't feel particularly fondly for other than the Phantom Menace. And now moving into like some Star Wars territory that I either don't know at all or I don't know well. Mm. And it's mostly stuff that I don't know at all. That's kind of fun. I'm kind of excited about that. It's going to be a fun few months. You know, phase one of a long time to go is done. Uh, and I think the next one is going to be like some uncharted territory stuff. And that could be cool. Yeah, it's it's I mean, uh, I, I can't see myself coming back to the prequels a- anytime soon at all. Um just for fun like it's just especially with the discourse going on i know there was a lot of that talk right about like oh well the prequels are better than the new stuff and like especially having watched it now no that's that's insane uh the prequels are (laughs) just collectively they're all bad and at least with the new stuff i can be like well some of this was good um and like again even knowing how the new stuff ends that makes me angry this also ends really badly so it's just like nothing about the prequels to me is is like, oh, yeah, let's definitely buckle down to watch this versus the other ones. At least to an extent, there's a lot in there I can enjoy and like. And even just visually, I think there's a lot to enjoy and like the non usage of desperation of CGI the whole time for one, I guess, in the new stuff is is, is really a benefit. These movies are dated super old, especially because of that use of CG. George was obsessed with it, clearly when he's like futzing around with the original, too. Right. Like. Using CG yeah, to, like, he did like we yeah remaster them. I I was going to say like to you know to bring it to some stuff that I enjoyed from this movie, so it's not all a pile on for everybody. Like yes, the CGI was uh there was a lot of it. There's just CGI proliferation everywhere. One of the things I was going to say is I want to ride that like friendly looking dragon that Obi Wan gets to ride. So that yeah, looks was pretty cool. great. Some of the CGI, especially in the beginning of like fighter pilot battle, is not bad. I think it holds up pretty well. And I know that we all need our puppet Yoda. Like we, it, it has to, like, don't be afraid of the puppet. Um, but having CGI Yoda be able to kick some ass, it didn't look as bad as it looked in the second movie. Um, That's true. So I, I enjoyed that. I mean, it, it's it's cool getting a chance to see a character like Yoda, who you know primarily is like the wise kind of like jokester, um, who always has a little bit of like knowing smile on his face. Actually, like you flash back and he was actually able to kick a bunch of ass. So that part was cool, I thought. And as always, the costumes and the hair and like, all of that stuff, the way that Padme looked in her funeral that did not need to happen, but did anyway. She was gorgeous um, in, in that Sio moment. Bibble outlived Padme. I just want to put that out there. Seo <laughs> Bibble lived longer. He made it further. Good gracious. Kind of a shot. Yeah. yeah. That's where we are. 
And we're, we're like scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel to try to like yeah. find any yeah. good thing yeah. that happened during this movie. Society. I mean, yes. Yes. Especially <laughs> again, or that confrontation dialogue. Again, it, the TikTok of it all definitely helps, but it is just very entertaining that like I have been bring peace, freedom and justice to my new empire. Like that entire exchange is uh, hilarious and extremely entertaining. So if anything, I'm thankful for that. The movie gave us that, and uh, I'm very happy. So It very much did give us that. Overall, if we are going to grade the prequels with a single word, I do believe it's an obvious one, and that word would be no! On that no! I think I'm going to call it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's where we're going to end our coverage of the prequels. Next month, Brendan Fitzpatrick and I, we're going to launch into some Bad Batch coverage. We'll at least cover a couple of episodes at the start, uh, do a check-in towards the end of the month as well. I think we're looking at two podcasts to do there, but it'll also be dictated, of course, by uh, what the episode load looks like. We'll see how it goes. Certainly, at the very least, you can expect some Bad Batch coverage. That's what we'll do in May here on A Long Time to Go. Meanwhile, over on Everything is Super, which I'm very eager to get back to, uh, but not quite yet, Kevin and LaTanya, you uh, and Mike Bloom have some work to do figuring out the heck's going to go on with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, LaTanya. Yeah, what? Indeed. Uh it seems like we're headed into a dilly of a pickle for the last episode. And I'm very excited about it. Um, it's been really good podcasting with uh, Kevin and Mike as well. Even though we missed you, Josh, we did intentionally mispronounce your name several times on the last podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had, it had to be what done. What are you going to do? You're not the only uh, Marvel podcast to have done it. <laughs> So. Well, at least we did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no. But I'm used to it by now. And thankfully, everyone knows not to at me at this Seriously. Point, so. But that, that's that been yeah. great. If, if and when you decide to join us, we welcome you. We welcome you. Fa la 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 la. Oh, well, we've got plans. Oh, we've got plans. Okay. I'll be back for uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier feedback show that we'll do a week after the finale. I'll give some takes because I haven't given any yet. Yay. Um, and then, and then Kevin, I think that'll probably be around the time that we'll announce our, our mystery plans, which shall remain a mystery for now. But we do have an idea of what will be the next immediate iteration of Everything is Super. And I know Kevin... You're you're pretty hyped. Oh, I'm pretty excited about where we're going. Yeah, y'all, there's such yeah. a mystery. I have no idea, and I don't even know if I'm we, invited. We're keeping this one very close. <laughs> we're keeping it. We'll see. Keeping it close. Circle circle of trust is so far just me and Kevin. I Got think. it. I I, yeah. I accept that. It's tight. It's tight, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be really great. Uh, and that's going to be that podcast will launch like three weeks from now. So we've got some time. Um, Kevin, you're also doing uh, Mighty Ducks coverage on the Post Show Recaps patron feed. That is with Melissa accurate. Woodward. Quack quack, Mister Wiggler. Quack quack. Um, <laughs> How's that going? That's going great. Um, yeah, Melissa and I every week we're reviewing Mighty Ducks Game Changers, a new Disney Plus series that is about uh, uh, you know the, the sequel continuation to the Mighty Ducks franchise. Uh, very entertaining. 
We have a good time. We play a lot of games to showcase the fact that I don't know sports or Canada. So that's always <laughs> fun. Um, that's great. We that's have a great. really great time with that. Um, uh, so you can check that out on the Patreon feed. Um, if you sign up, I believe, just for the $5 level, you can totally get that. And for sure. um, one other thing I'm going to plug is that every Sunday um, at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, I am in a live stream hosted by the amazing uh, Philly Rich, who are Philly, who's um, uh, our DM here in the Discord. He has a show that he does on his Twitch, of which I am a part of, along with a couple other awesome, awesome people. Um, you can check that out on his feed, on his feed, Twitch TV uh, slash our Philly Philly. I have to actually now look this up later, but you can find it's it. It's twitch.tv. It's twitch.tv slash DM Philly. There it is. And the <laughs> show is called Kings of Neon. That is Which correct. is a great title. Just yeah, fantastic it's super title. Cool. It's super cool. And you should definitely check it out. Oh, if you want to watch like Kevin role play some stuff, it's definitely a one thing. last thing for me to pitch. Um, definitely watch Kevin role play some things and like laugh your ass off and enjoy it. Um, and listen to the Mighty Ducks. Uh, if you have time, uh, please tune in to the uh, Top Chef Rehab Up uh, that I am doing with Haley and Kurt uh, over at RHAP. So right now I'm kind of like, I got my head like... You're kind of a big deal. No, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I, but I get to oh, say Oh, thank it. you. I, I kind of get, am getting to do some RHAP stuff. And also um, some stuff over here, obviously, uh, at my home uh, on Post Show Recap. So I hope that you all, if you're checking out Top Chef, you are um, are enjoying the podcast. And if you're not checking out Top Chef, you could because it, you should because it's fantastic and entertaining. It's and it's a, big, it's a good season so far. It's been fun. It's been fun. So check all of that stuff out. Plenty of stuff to check out here on Post Show Recaps beyond everything we've already said. Down the Hatch is finishing Season 4 this week. Uh, so some incredible things are going on the Final Fantasy podcast. And plenty happening in, in the patron feed. And this is an exceptional time to become a patron of Post Show Recaps. Uh, news that I have revealed via social media and in the Post Show Recaps patron program as well that I have decided that I am going to pursue my passion as a full-time podcaster, which means I no longer, uh, I, I will soon no longer have a, a normal human being day job and will just be one of these crazy people who podcasts for a living. Uh, that will be coming up mid-May is when I'm going to be all in full-time post-show recaps. Um, you subscribing to the Patreon will make that effort much nicer. <laughs> it, would be, it would be lovely to have your support. It is certainly not mandatory. We love everybody who listens to the shows. Uh, however works best for you in your life, you got to make it work for you. But if you've got it in you to sign up for the Patreon, now is just such an exceptional time to do it. Patreon.com slash post show recaps you get a lot of value out of it at the five dollar level you get a bunch of bonus podcasts at the ten dollar level you get those podcasts as well as access to the discord which is our community hub which is where you can 
watch us podcast live, such as this podcast. You could be a fly on the wall for. There's so many other different activities that you can get involved in. At the $15 level, you get hats. Everyone loves a hat. So there's plenty of reasons to sign up uh, in terms of like tangible rewards. But then there's also just if you like these podcasts, you want to support the hosts on the network, it's just a wonderful time to do it. So think about it. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Uh, think about signing up. Worth your while, I promise. With all of that said, I do believe it's time to wrap it up. It's the end of our prequel coverage, to which I've had such a good time that I can only say, yippee, (laughs) because it was so much fun. Or as I like to say, yippee. It was good, very much uh, good. The power of the prequels. No. <laughs> how are the prequel podcasts? Good. 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 Should we listen to the prequel uh, podcast? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, so thank you all for playing along. Kevin Latanya, a blast as always. And all of you out there in the podcast audience, a long time to go. We'll return in early May with coverage of The Bad Batch. Until then, as I like to say, Corey B., take us away. Thanks again for listening to the podcast this week. Before we close things out one more time, let's thank our friends. Those are your friends and mine over at Geico. Do you want to rent your home? I'm sure you do. And it's hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.